Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. This coming Sunday, we've got WWE Backlash. We're going to be doing our live reactions to that. So that's exciting. We're going to be doing that with the Enforcer as usual. Uh, speaking of which, I was at my dad's house today and he had dug up a bunch of videotapes uh, like, you know, there's it's a combination of like old home movies that I'm going to digitize just so we have them. And then he had a bunch of like actual movies. And one of the only, it was like it was like like a Sheryl Crow concert that he had on tape, uh, like maybe one other actual movie and then a copy of Forrest Gump. So I'm sending that to the Enforcer because it's his favorite movie of all time. So you'll be getting that. Whenever Enforcer buys something else from LaceGems.com, he's going to be getting his his free additional bonus gift, a copy Forrest of Gump. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, so anyways, uh, we had ourselves uh, quite the stacked episode of NXT last night. We had uh, the women's title uh, on uh, uh, being defended. Raquel Gonzalez versus Mercedes Martinez. We had a killer main event. Best two out of three falls mm-hmm. match. Kushida versus Santos Escobar. And the return of one Robert Fish. Larson, what did you think yeah. of NXT last night? It was, it, was, it was a good show. I mean, there's three matches that could have conceivably made a bit of the, the, the program. The two you mentioned, I, you know, Karrion Cross, who is the champion. The match against Austin Theory, that could have conceivably made a uh on any other given week. Open the show here. Um, yeah, Bob Fish returned. Wasn't quite the tra- uh, Travolta gift that we were expecting, but uh, it was kind of an awkward exchange with uh, Kyle O'Reilly because it seemed wholly and completely manufactured. It was my favorite thing. It they was were kind my... of like yell talking at each other so the camera could pick up their audio. Yeah. Hey, Larson, thank you so much for making the save, buddy. I appreciate it. Sure thing, man. I know you got your own thing going here. With yeah, Wrestling no, Channel News. Yeah. So listen, I got Wrestle Juice going on, but you, you keep on doing you, and uh, and I'm sure we'll look up maybe in the future, but not yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I got my not own right projects. Now. I got my own projects lined up down the line, so we'll, we'll, we'll see you when we see you. Don't even ask me to hang out with you, even for a beer afterwards. No, not just Besides that, I'm straight edge. All the yeah, that was, that was hilarious. I was like, oh, this makes sense, because they were redragging together. It just seemed uh, like one of those things where, like, Bob Fish comes in, makes the save, stare down, little nod, and just leave it at that. You don't need much. We didn't. You didn't need to yell at the people who are worried that you'll be back in a tag team. It was very like, oh, whoa, whoa, buddy. Okay, listen, everybody. I'm still just myself. We didn't. We didn't need all that. We didn't know. So wait, what are these? So, so Bob Fish did say, "I've got some scores of my own to settle." What scores does this guy have to say? Maybe he still have he has beef with Oni Lorkin and Peter Dune still. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe he's gonna show up on a SmackDown and attack uh, Pat McAfee. That could be. That could be. Yeah. I guess he does have some scores to settle. That's a good point. Uh and then of course we had um the debut of a faction immediately I thought was pretty rad, and that was Hit Row. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the name and nod to Death Row Records from back And also, I don't know if this is going to be their catchphrase. The, if you don't know, now you know. That's a notorious B.I.G. reference. If you so. don't know, now you know. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty awesome, to be honest with you. I thought that the way they each got on the mic and introduced themselves, I thought was really cool. I, I think it's great for for Swerve, um, who obviously is immensely talented. He's been there for a little while now, and it's like they've been trying to figure out what to do with him. And uh, and as far as I'm concerned, you know, on day one, they've nailed it. They have absolutely nailed it. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about Hit Row. Keeping an eye out on uh, on wweshop.com i want to see some throwback stuff you know i'm not yeah. sure they can get like an image of a dude in a in an electric chair because well, that's I mean, pretty dark it, what, what was the shirt is it tupac there's that too yeah Ray and, yeah. and snoop dog yeah and yeah yeah tupac dre snoop dog and suge yeah yeah they can do a shirt like that mm-hmm. i dude i just want this is obviously what i want a recreation of the Source Awards speech from Suge Knight. Mm-hmm. If you don't want Leon Ruff, all in your matches. All of your promos. All of your promos come to Hit Row. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Oh, to be a child of the 90s. Anyways, yes. uh, NXT started off, like you said, Karrion Cross versus Awesome Theory. Uh, I'm glad that they gave Theory quite a bit to do here. At some point... Look, Theory, if they do this right, is going to be a big, big star. He's got the look, the size, the skills. He's, He's a good got wrestler. Yeah. everything. Terrific wrestler. Um, and so I was hoping that he gave Karrion Cross quite a bit to deal with. I, I was hoping they would give him a bit more, just like a little bit more like, holy crap, this guy, if he gets polished, he could be scary out here. You know, that's kind of how I kind of want them to approach Theory is he's kind of a dullard. But if he smartens up and and he sticks with it, he could be dangerous. Well, you know, like it, I want he, theory not even to know how dangerous he could be. Exactly. It's gotta it's not just be he's got if he smartens up and kind of puts it together, he's gotta get out from under Johnny's thumb too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because Johnny's manipulating for his own benefit, not for Austin Theory's benefit. Is that is that how you how you read that? Because I, I I like to think of him as as a family that's well, I that, think you know I don't think it's solely that. I think there is some degree of mentor relationship there where I think it, to a certain extent, Johnny is is uh, earnestly taking Austin under his wing. But at the same time, when push comes to shove, he will nip. We've seen this. He will manipulate yeah, yes. Austin to achieve his own ends. It's a great it's a great Santini. That's what it needs to be. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, one day theory is like playing basketball with him and Gargano throws the basketball at his head. Because mm-hmm. he can't beat him all of a sudden, but in the yep. wrestling parlance, yeah. yeah. No, I think yeah. I think you're right. I think that's where it's going to go. Um, so you know, sometimes it's not easy. Like Alabama, I think at this point can literally beat me in a foot race. I think that's a shoot. <laughs> Last time we were running around, I was like, "All right, let me see if I can beat this six year old in a foot race." And she is fast. Yeah, she's got those long legs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm also really slow. Anyways, uh, so uh, so a lot of this was whenever Cross would have the upper hand. He would sort of preen in front of John. Um, you know, he would sort of uh, uh, like he's for one at one point, he stomped the hand of theory right in front of Gargano and Gargano looked pretty off put by that. Yeah. But at a certain point, uh, Gargano was able to distract cross theory, got a rake on Cross's eye while the ref was distracted by Johnny. Uh, they start wrecking him on the outside or theory starts wrecking him on the outside, posts him. Uh, takes over for a bit. Eventually, though, Cross comes to, hits two really nasty doomsday suplexes. Oh, man. Those were vicious. Uh, forearm smash to the back of the head. But instead of going for the pin with that, uh, he just sort of had Theory down on the ground and started, like, dropping forearms to the Grand back of his head. Yeah. Right. And uh, and then put him in a chokehold. Theory's already out, though, so the ref pretty much immediately. And the whole time he's, he's doing those forearms to the back and put on the cross jacket, he's just staring at Gargano. He's staring at Gargano. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, so then uh, Cross and Scarlet, they're posing in the ring, and and Carrion feels a presence behind him. It's Finn. He's teleported. Rawgate. Into the ring. He and Cross have a bit of a stare down. Balor says, I don't wait in lines. I want my rematch. Cross says, I want it just as bad as you do. Let's do it. And Finn says, it's done. So in two weeks, I believe, we're getting an NXT title match on NXT television. It's done. 
after that, we had MSK versus Breezango. This was oh, there's probably... a Regal interview. Did you know, the, the Regal interview, the the one that the they had on dot com or whatever with Leon Ruff? They ran oh, they showed show. that. Okay, I did. I yeah, yeah I, I left for a second. I was doing. I actually watched it live last night. Uh, I did not use the many Twitch streams that I saw airing this. Instead, I went over to Xfinity because some of those Twitch streams were having problems. So I was like, oh, I got to watch this legit now. Uh, and it, it doesn't let me pause uh, uh, when when I'm live, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. So I was watching this on Xfinity, and I do think I missed something. So I'm glad they showed that because it explained what happened later with Leon. Yeah, Ruff. it was really good. So It was short, a great segment, yeah. Uh, 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 Regal's in his office. Ruff comes in. He says, I want to compete tonight. And Regal says, not after the beating you took last week. And Ruff says, I know, I knew you'd say that. So I took the liberty of going to the trainers, get myself cleared. And Regal says, oh, I know you did that. Guess what? No match. And Leon Ruff starts slamming his fist on the table, starts tossing stuff off, uh, asking Regal, what do I got to do to get a match? Regal just says, you're not competing. Now get out. Yeah. Trying to save him from himself, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love everything they're doing with Leon Ruff right mm-hmm. now. Uh, you know, if this was main roster, he'd perpetually be the underdog baby face who can't catch a break, who everybody says doesn't belong. And that's not Leon Ruff here in NXT. This nope. dude's got, he's got something to prove. Uh, after that, we had MSK versus Breezango. This is probably, and they've had plenty of entertaining matches, but this is the most like sort of PWG-esque entertaining match. Well, you, you know that, that MSK had. is still the PWG tag team. It, then it's apropos. Absolutely. Um, Hats off and... to uh, the ref, uh, Daryl Sharma, I think is his name. Uh, yes, who got involved. Uh, so there was there was a bit of a cross up that led to uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze like bumping heads while uh, ropes were being run, and it continues where Tyler Breeze is sent to the ropes by uh, Nash Carter, and the rest in the way. So first top, first thing, ref uh, drops down. So Breeze has to kind of like you know uh, uh, run over him. Um, and then uh, on the rebound, ref gets up, has to do a, a leapfrog, so Breeze can run under him. It's not that often we get that level of involvement from a referee. It was great. What were we just saying the other day about, about uh, allowing refs to have a personality? Main roster and AEW, and I and it, it, I totally forgot that NXT they do give a little bit of personality to their refs. You know, we saw, I think it was, was it this ref or a different one? That was the zombie. I believe, the it, was, zombie. I, I believe it was, it was this, the same ref. Yeah. I think his last name is Sharma. Sharma. Yeah. Sharma. Yeah. It's Daryl Sharma. I believe that's what Daryl Sharma. Okay. That's what someone in chat said earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was absolutely terrific stuff. <laughs> he's, so I'm looking at the clip right now and he's so hyped afterwards and everybody's like, look, Oh, it's a terrific spot. It's pretty great. It's, it's a terrific great. spot. Uh, this was a pretty one-sided match, though. It felt like MSK didn't really feel it. Well, we knew this match. The, the outcome of this match was not in doubt. Uh, in the end, it went exactly how we thought it would. Uh, MSK getting the win, hitting their finish. Um, still a fun bout, though. Uh, MSK is a really creative, energetic team. Put them in the mat in the ring against just about anybody, you'll have a fun match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Noticeably absent last night was was uh, Drake Wirtz, Larson. Gosh. <laughs> Apparently had other business to take care of. Was that on Fightful Select or was that somewhere else? <sighs> anyways. Anyways, less said about that, better. Yeah, uh, let's talk about John Gargano. So he's backstage. He says, cameraman, come with me. We're going to Regal's office. Didn't have, to, didn't have to break through the door no, he, politely this time. Uh, the door was open this time, and, and Gargano's complaining about having to face Bronson Reed next week. It's like, Regal, why do you hate me? <laughs> I don't goes, hate you. I don't hate American you. the North American champ. You're the North American champion. I had the marketing department come up with that headband for you. <laughs> and he said, I know. What's great? It's great. And he says, but still, uh, I'm still facing Reed next week. And, uh, or sorry, Regal says, despite that, you're still facing Reed next week. And Gargano makes a, a move to grab the brass knuckles off Regal's desk. And Regal's, don't, don't touch do those. It. Don't touch those. Instead, Gargano takes Regal's pencil, snaps it. Snaps it. Uh, after that, we had the announcement in your house, June 13th or something I like that. I think that's what it is, yeah. All right. And uh, Todd Pettengill is going to host. And then, uh, what was it? I, I sort of, I, I wrote this down, but I didn't notice it. Did Everrise do anything beyond just show up behind commentary with an Everrise live Not that I noticed. Not that I noticed. Okay. 
after that, we had a Pete Dunn promo. It claims that Karrion Cross is ducking Dunn, offers up an open challenge, and uh, Ruff attacks Dunn from behind, so they have a match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dunn seemed very tickled that Ruff attacked him, so they get into it. Uh, but uh, in the end, Dunn traps Ruff's head in his legs, rains down a bunch of elbows. The ref stops the match, yeah. calls it for Dunn, but this was really, really fun stuff. Yeah, short match, uh, but yeah, it was really fun. Pete Dunn, as usual, working over Leon Ruff's wrist and arm. Uh, Leon trying to get some of his usual moves, and I like that Pete Dunn, when Leon Ruff was doing that thing where he kind of jumps from rope to rope trying to evade his opponent, Pete yeah. Dunn, you know, uh, caught him during one of his leaps and starts working over his, his arm. I like when people do stuff like, you know, Daniel Bryan does that bit where he, or Pete Dunn does it too, where he kind of walks off the ropes and jumps off, the, does like a, a backflip off the top. Mm-hmm. Like far too often, like if you do your scouting, you know this is something in that person's arsenal they employ all the time, so be ready for it. Yeah. And I like this is a situation where this is something Leon Ruff does most matches. Pete Dunn was ready for it. Yeah. You see that you see that in good matches, not formulaic matches. And you're yeah. right. I, I like when they do that as well. Um after that we had whenever there's like a it's always a, it's a smarter thing. Whenever there's like a series of matches and they recall that it's obvious they have scouted the previous match. That's always just very basic, simple storytelling that we really don't get that often. Well, even, you know, if you know you have a, a match against an opponent, you should prepare. Mm-hmm. You know, it shouldn't take one or two, three matches down the line to have a counter for something that your opponent does on a regular basis. Like, yeah, ready for it, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. But at the same time, I mean, how many times have we heard just anecdotally, you know, wrestlers wanting to get their stuff in? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I understand. I got to get my stuff in, brother. Well, like, for example, say uh, the, the the this bit with Leon Ruff, where say there's uh, another match between him and Pete Dunne down the line. Mm-hmm. So it's a similar situation. Leon Ruff is trying to evade Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne catches him. Yeah. Well, Pete, then you could call back to this match, and Leon Ruff says, okay, he caught me. I, I, I can anticipate I that, that and have yeah. something to answer. Yeah. It, it, make, it, it, uh, it makes for much more, much more. It, it just, the, the attention to detail. To that degree, your mm-hmm. viewers will be uh, will be rewarded. I, I enjoy more. it when I feel like wrestlers prepare for their matches mm-hmm. and actually do a scouting, you yeah. know, on their opponents to yeah. to know how to counter and not, you know. And I appreciate when a match or two or three matches in, there's a lot more counter wrestling because mm-hmm. that means they're paying attention to their opponent. But sometimes yeah. it's great to see that in the first match. Yeah, no, I I no, I totally agree. I totally, especially like you know, people watching NXT think they're going to be a bit more savvy about this stuff and formulaic matches where everybody gets their stuff and just doesn't cut it. You know, it's not interesting. Uh, after that, we had a Legado del Fantasma promo. Uh, everybody got a turn on the mic. It was punctuated by Santos, uh, who said, "By the end of the night, I'll be two-time NXT Cruiserweight mm-hmm. Champion." Mm-hmm. You know, there really wasn't anything new here, but that was that was that. No, no. Uh, they announced that Frankie Monet. We're making her in-ring debut in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Also in two weeks, Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor for the NXT title. You surprised they didn't wait a month for this? I'm kind of no, surprised. No, I'm guessing there could be a, some sort of not clean finish here. I won't be surprised. Oh, okay. okay. I won't be surprised if Gargano gets himself involved in all this because I would not be shocked if he loses that North American title next week. Um. Oh, to, oh, to read, yeah, okay. And then after Finn, it's going to be Gargano versus uh, Cross. That's interesting. I like that. That's cool. Sort of makes sense too. And don't you love mm-hmm. how like it? This didn't come out of just nowhere. Gargano. It wasn't that Gargano. You know, it's like it. It, it basically stems from. Doesn't it, does it stem from the Scarlet being in Regal's office thing? And that's great. Yeah, that's great. It's like a natural thing that would take place is happening when another storyline walks into a room. And then you have storylines converge. You have a new opponent for that. That's that's that it it makes everything feel there's so many lessons that main roster can can learn from both NXT and AEW, you know? Because it's like it all feels like one big thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody is there. Mm-hmm. Everybody's present organic. in the building. Yeah. Yep. So uh, after that we had Mercedes Martinez challenging Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT women's championship. Hard hitting bout. Um uh, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Retained successfully. Um, there's a couple cool bits here. Uh, early on, Mercedes is like a draping suplex off the top rope that gets her two count. Uh, Raquel rolls out the apron. Mercedes hits her with a spear. Uh, another two for Mercedes. Uh, later on, Mercedes charges, and Raquel does like the reverse powerbomb thing, but against the t- over the top rope. 
So Mercedes tumbles to the floor. Raquel then slams her into the barricade, rams her head. She like lawn darts Mercedes into the ring post. Uh, back in the ring, Raquel goes for a finish. Mercedes escapes. It hits a running knee, hits a uh, perfect plex that gets her a two, and the Mercedes hits the a trio of of knees. Goes for a fourth. Raquel evades that, hits a giant boot, follows up with her powerbomb finisher to get the W. Yeah, stiff I thought it was a stiff. solid match. Mercedes Martinez is absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, Raquel looked great here. Um, after that, uh, Swerve and his crew show up. This is a rude moment where Swerve pushes the camera guy to the ground. Yeah. Uh, after that, from commercial, Gargano and Theory are being sort of ushered out of the locker room. As uh, the camera goes in, we realize they have just attacked Bronson Reed, and they've been mm-hmm. removed from the locker room. So he's got something to say about that a little bit later. And Bronson Reed, well, he's not that happy there. He gets up and declares that John is a dead man. Yeah, that's right. Uh, after that, uh, Hit Row is introduced to Swerve's new crew. Swerve gets on the mic. They all sort of say there's a spotlight on them. He's sitting down. Um, everybody has a microphone, which I thought was great. I was like, okay, this is going to be good because they're all going to get their time mm-hmm. uh, to make them each a personality. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so he gets on the mic first, though. He says, the biggest mistake I made was trying to be something everybody else wanted me to be. He says, Swerve is confidence? No, that's not me. Swerve is a savage, a dangerous man. It only seems right that I recruit people who think how I do, starting with Top Dollar. And uh, Top Dollar says, why do they call me Top Dollar? Because I make Top Dollar every day. He's got a bit of a rap type thing, promo to say, uh, followed by uh, Theodonis. And he says, uh, (laughs) again, he sort of has sort of a semi-rap type thing. And he punctuates it by saying, you might get world starred if you come across me, which I thought was great. And then B-Fab, uh, the, the woman of the group, uh, has speaks her a bit. She talks about rapping on tour with Juicy J. Yeah. That's rad. That's cool. That is. That is. That's pretty neat. So, that is. Yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was really, really strong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, AJ Francis, top dollar. Uh, you know, says, you know, uh, says uh, B-Fab put money on Russ head. So that's why he dropped rough on his head. And then to uh, wrap it up, Swerve says, yeah, it's all well and good. And we're here having fun. But next to universe, take a look at what you see in the ring. This here is a problem. Together, we produce hits. They are hit row. And if you don't know, now, you know, now, you know. Yeah, that was really good stuff. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. After that, (laughs) it's funny because like we get this cool hit row stuff and then goofy ass Cameron Grimes shows up to an auction for a house. And like I swear that like uh, every time they cut to Cameron Grimes, they break the 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 one eighty rule. Oh, dude, I, I have noticed that through all it's these driving vignettes. Me crazy, it's driving all me crazy. these vignettes. They're breaking the one now. It's a film. It's a nerdy filmmaker thing where you see. Although it's, to, it's be, essential, to be fair, it's a to, kind of essential thing though. So you know the geography of the space. Okay, but Larson, here's the thing. We for like a year or so were. And this is a great visualization of the 180 degree rule because Larson and I are looking at each other. Because we're having a conversation. Yes. Right. Before I decided to switch things up here, we were both 
not looking at each other. But that was more circumstances. We were aware of the problem. <laughs> we were. We were aware of the problem. And we fixed the problem. And nobody yes. has seemed to fix that problem. So that's the 180 degree rule is that the camera's supposed yes. to be on the same side. For example, like say Cameron Grimes was was running. And mm -hmm. say the first shot you see him running, he's running left to right. Right. If uh, for a shot, you switch that to right to left, you think, why he's is Cameron Grimes way. now running the opposite direction? That's a great example. That's a great example. Yeah. And so similarly, when you're having a conversation, this should be a shot. And the next shot, if I'm talking to somebody, should be Larson's shot, right? Right yeah. there, where he's looking this way, I'm looking that way. And like too often, I've noticed this across all these vignettes, they break the crap out of that rule. So it it's looks like, like filmmaking one on one. For example, like uh, if the, the, the auctioneer guy, he's looking screen left, talking, mm -hmm. and Cameron Grimes should be looking screen right to respond to him. Yeah. And far right. too often, both uh, people talking are, are facing the same direction. Yeah. And so you're like, who's Cameron Grimes talking to? It's disorienting. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, so anyways, Grimes comes to an auction. The, the gist of this is he's being outbid by DiBiase on this house. Grimes uh, kicks in. You know, it starts at $2 million. Uh, Grimes' final offer is for $8 million. And then in the end, DiBiase bids $20 million on a house that clearly yep. shouldn't be going more for $3 million. We actually did some Zillow research on this prior to the cameras rolling here. And that house should not go for more than $3 million. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I mean, you could say Grimes just, like in old Storage Wars, he bid up DiBiase to, and like, make him spend. $20 million, he said, yeah, nope. <laughs> he said, yeah, nope. He was the uh, Dave uh, Hester. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he said every man has Cameron, his price. Cameron Grimes wants to be the new mogul. <laughs> <laughs> He's the new mogul. He says, but you're no million-dollar man. Uh, so uh, then we like, had a Zoe Stark, Tony Storm video package. Stark was saying that she used to be a fan of Tony before she got here. Problem is, Tony stopped performing and started talking. Uh, and she says Tony doesn't like her because uh, Zoe is hungrier than Tony. Uh, Stark talks about basically living in the gym, working out. Uh, she says next week we have a rematch. It's not going to be another upset because uh, Tony Storm is facing a wrestling machine. Yeah, that's going to be a killer match. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, we had uh, earlier in the day in the parking lot. What's up, chicken butt? I did like I so Oni Lurkin basically challenges Kyle O'Reilly. I do Wait. I do like when Kyle says, "I think you've been in the sun too long." Yeah. But but yeah, Oni goes up to him and just says, "Hey, you can't beat Pete Dunn. You can't beat Finn. You can't beat Cross. Heck, you can't even beat me." So guess what? And then R.L. just says, "Chicken butt." I'm like, "Oh, I know it's kind of cringy, dude." It is a little bit. So anyway, as the match is made because they have an argument in the, in the parking lot, and this seems really unmotivated about anything else. Um, uh, so Kyle O'Reilly wins this. Not a huge surprise uh, after the bout. Uh, so Kyle wins with the top rope knee. Um, and so after the bout, Pete Dunn, who joined Oni ringside, hits the ring, starts attacking Kyle O'Reilly. Oni gets up, joins in. They start beating up Kyle. Uh, Bob Fish runs in to make the save. He and Kyle fight off Dunn and Lorcan clear the ring. Uh, and they kind of circle each other. And then here, I'll be Kyle O'Reilly. You be Bob Fish. We'll actually do the real dialogue this time. So Kyle O'Reilly says, good to see you back. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, you're Kyle O'Reilly and I'm Bob yeah, I'll be Fish. Kyle yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back. See, yeah, oh, I'm facing this way. Yeah, it's good to be back. See, all right, well, thanks, but I kind of got my own thing going on now. Same with me, Sonny Jim. I got my own score to settle. By the way, what happened to the Undisputed Era? Where are they? Ah, uh? well, he didn't say that. No, he didn't say that, but he said, Yeah, I got my own scores to settle. See you in the see you. It was funny because, yeah, they were just shouting for the purposes of the camera, mm -hmm. but really, I mean. Even, look, if they wanted to have this conversation in the middle of the ring, we get, you know, I mean, even we've talked about this on, here's a lesson for NXT to learn from SmackDown. Remember when Roman had that, the great, like, a, a contract signing without a microphone? Yeah. It was awesome. It was great. Well, I think that's what they were trying to do here. They just didn't, they didn't make it intimate in it by any stretch of the imagination. I wonder if they were like, um, if they were self-conscious about the fact that the, the, they know the cameras are mic'd. But they want to make sure that they get the dialogue out. That could be. That could be. And it's like we would have heard enough if they talked in a normal voice. I know. But here's but. the thing: a scene like this can be just as as powerful through body language alone. You know? I agree totally. Yeah. Yeah. And if you worry about getting the body language right and the reactions 
yeah to the dialogue right as opposed to worrying about camera picking up dialogue the audience is going to get what's going on mm-hmm. yeah that's why i said you know you, uh if it's a simple thing where where you know they clear the ring circle each other for a little bit bob fish just goes nods at him more or less hey i understand what your, your deal is just coming to say hi and off he goes well that's the thing the visual representation and i know we're sort of getting the minutiae here but it's what we do the visual representation of them not ending the sequence together in the ring, if they just depart, if, if Bob Fish says, yeah, they do a fist bump or whatever, an acknowledgement, and then he leaves and Kyle Riley's just standing there in the ring by himself, that visual representation is enough for most people, you know? Yeah. And then you can pick up the thread next week when clearly they're not doing anything together, exactly. you know? That's exactly. enough. But I understand, you know, they're, they're trying to make it obvious. They're trying to make it, hey... Just so there's no, you know, ambiguity uh, of the situation. Clean yeah. break for for redragon. Yeah, exactly. they will not dragon again. They will not dragon again. Uh, after that, we had a, a much too short uh, trailer, like a superhero trailer, mm-hmm. seemingly for the way where it's sort of like Marvel Avengers type thing. Yeah, and I have thing. no idea. I know it's I know it's a gag and it's a joke, but Austin Theory wearing a muscle shirt when this dude already has muscles on muscles is hilarious. It's pretty funny. It's yeah. pretty funny. After that, we got a quick Bronson Reed promo. He just says, sick death of Gargano and Theory and the way. So he met with Regal, and he's giving him what he wants. North American title match inside a steel cage. Steel cage match. So we'll see if Bronson Reed hits a, a splash off the top of the cage to get himself that North American title. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and then we had our main event, Santos Escobar versus Kushida, two out of three falls match. Uh, this was great because very early on, uh, Kushida's dumped to the outside, and Legato, the other two members, begin to attack. But out of nowhere, MSK come from, it was like from beyond the barricade, um, just like launch themselves off the barricade into them and uh, and prevent that from happening. I think Kushida got one shot on like uh, Joaquin Wilde or something like that. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, they had no influence on the match. And this was really early. The ref kicked them all out, and MSK got what they wanted here. And then Kushida ended up dropping a top rope sent on to the floor on Santos. I don't know how these dudes, I've seen this so much these days. Like Santos kind of braced him a little bit, but there's so many thumping going on. There's so much, there's so much. Thumping did you see, going on these did days. you see that? Uh, there's a, a gif I saw of Jack Evans years ago in a ring of honor match where he does like there. I don't think there's pads on the outside. <laughs> it didn't look like it. So he, right. he does like a springboard. It's like a four fifty senton type thing. And and I don't know who he's wrestling. The guy like he barely clips the dude's arm. Just lands <laughs> on his back. That sucks. Like man. oh, that sucks so bad. That sucks. You see, Ricky Starks has a a, a neck fracture. Mm-hmm. Out for three months. Shocked. Oh, it was three months. Okay, I didn't see mm-hmm. that part. I mean, I, I'm assuming he should be happy it wasn't worse because that landing was yeah, it was ugly. yeah, it was that spot yeah. That was ugly. Um, so anyways, uh, after that we had, uh, so Santos sort of wrecked Kushida much of the first fall. He hits a Rana from the top. Kushida rolls that through for a two count, a handspring back elbow basement drop kick. Kushida takes control, but sort of out of nowhere after Kushida gets a lot in Santos hits a phantom driver out of nowhere and he gets three for that first fall. So Santos is up one to nothing. Yeah. This was great for the second fall or it was not a fall. It was a tap out, but Right when they were supposed to go to commercial break, Vic sort of mentioned that we're going to go to commercial break. And then he started yelling for the truck. He was like, hey, wait, 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 wait. Don't yeah, cut away. Don't cut away. Because Kushida, Kushida locked in an arm bar, yeah. he yeah. locked in the arm bar. And Santos did end up tapping out. And then they go to commercial. Yeah, that was good. That, it's such a great. We're savvier now. You know, we know. Oh, commercial break. We know nothing's going to happen. And so. They're they're sort of flipping those expectations that we have, you know, and they're keeping it like, wait a second, no, anything can happen. Don't go to commercial now, mm-hmm. and and something does happen. It, I, it, it adds like more, so much to it, like a real like a, a real sports event. It's that sense of urgency we're talking about. Yep. Uh, so after that, excuse me, Kushida hits uh, starts working over Santos's arm again. Hits top rope knee penalty kick to the same arm. Santos rolls out. Uh, Kushida goes for a sliding drop kick. Santos ducks that, but Kushida hits an arm ringer on the floor anyways. Uh, he he's, he uh, gets a two count after a roll-up uh, right into another hoverboard lock. Santos reverses that into a roll-up, gets a two, and Santos hits a leg lariat, 
looking for a phantom driver. Kushida escapes that. They're trading roll-ups, trading kickouts. They do a double lariat spot. They're both selling that for a while. Uh, eventually, though, Santos puts Kushida on the top rope, looks for a super phantom driver. Kushida elbows out, does the thing where he locks on the hoverboard lock on the top rope and essentially does like a Spanish fly. Yeah. Um, and Santos is trying to get to the ropes. Uh, Kushida kind of spins him over back towards the middle of the ring without breaking the hoverboard lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santos, though, does eventually get to the, the bottom rope. And then Kushida hits the hoverboard lock suplex into the corner. And it follows with I, I, kind of like a hammerlock bridging butterfly suplex thing to get the win. Yeah. Where essentially he suplexed uh, 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 Santos on the shoulder he'd been working with the hoverboard lock for like the last minute. Mm-hmm. So it was a good match. Good match. Yeah, really terrific stuff. Um, let's go ahead and answer some questions. White Brownie says, if NXT doesn't go on the road, production-wise, should NXT make changes to stand out more, or do you see them hitting the road like main roster? So all we can go by is what we know, what we've heard, and there has never been any indication that NXT was going to hit the road, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe they're probably just going to try to cram once it's safe to do so and I hope they do this. They're just going to try to try to cram as many people as they can inside the uh, the CWC, mm-hmm. which I think would be great. I always I appreciated that full sale. Um, full sale really sort of was a bit of like it had like a church environment, like a really cool wrestling based church. And I think that's what this the CWC should be. Yeah, I think that you know, was like, one of the strengths of NXT mm-hmm. at Full Sail was it's like PWG's uh, you exactly know, the, the Armory or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah, you knew exactly, you knew exactly what you were going to get from the crowd week in and week out, and the crowd being such an important part of the presentation of professional wrestling, as we've learned over the past year. Um, you know, you, you take the show on the road, and some crowds would be really good, really into it. Mm-hmm. Some crowds would just kind of sit on their hands sometimes. You know, yeah. NXT, you know what you're going to get every time, yeah, from the crowd. And I mean, sometimes that I I do believe that sometimes that works against it. You know, full sale. Uh, you know. For for every time you'd have moments that really that crowd appreciates and loves to see whenever there's like a title change because there was a period where that didn't really happen on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you also get, you know, if you have the same crowd there every week. Oh, my camera disappeared. Yep. If you have the same crowd every week, you know, they also develop their own predilections, which might counter a natural fan reaction if they're on the road. Um for people who only get to see it once a year. So there are pros and cons. Uh, but, uh, but you know, if they feel like, Hey, this is the presentation that will allow us to grow the most and be as unique as possible, then, you know, good on them. Uh, I always wanted to say, I thought it'd be kind of cool if the CWC or full sale or whatever, where they, wherever they were, if they had a home base and then they would go on shorter tours here mm-hmm. and there, because they did that every once in a while. I think usually if they were forced because Full Sail had some going on or whatever. But I thought it'd be cool if, if they would do that. But, you know, uh, there doesn't seem to be any indication they want to go on the road. I'm sure having it all in one place keeps costs down, too. That That's true, too. Yeah. Uh, Church Jackson, what would your individual record labels be called? Hmm. Damn it. That's a good question. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess it makes most sense for a while. The thing is Coldwater Larson be Coldwater Records. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, or Fund Records. There might be a Fund Records already, for all I know. Uh, record Juice. Because I do Wrestle Juice as my side hustle. Record Juice. <laughs> That's good. What about uh, recording album releases? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> recording album releases. That's good. I was thinking of like something that. generic like that. That's good too. Uh, Legendary is the one that completely missed that they were booking Raquel as a heel. The booze during after the match were confusing. No, she's always been kind of a heel. Yeah, she's usually a heel. She's a bad guy. She's just dominant. She's dominant bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Wolfpack for Life says, uh, is Regal going to come back, or if Regal came back for one match in NXT? Who Adam is Cole. he facing? Adam Cole. Should be Adam Cole, but Gargano's quickly uh, climbing yeah. up that ladder, you know? Uh, Kyle Cotton 
SA says NXT rating is nine. Sorry, six hundred ninety-seven thousand oh. with a point one seven in the demo, twenty-fifth overall. Says they got killed by the NBA in the Knicks, Lakers, Celtics, and Heat all on one night. Not good with playoffs coming up. Well, you know what? You got to book some compelling shows, and uh, I mean, you'll be able to, to compete. They have the title match in a couple. Yeah, weeks. they got they got good stuff going on. You know. Uh, Q wonders if Dynamite will get over a million tonight or will the NFL schedule release special on ESPN affect things? I don't, I would be shocked if a special, I know the NFL is really popular, uh, a special on the schedule release is going to drastically influence AEW's ratings. What'd they do last, uh, Blood and Guts did 1. About 1. 1. 1. 1. 1. 1.1. 1.1. Do you want to talk, do a quick, uh, uh, Dynamite preview? Oh, yeah, let's do that. We could do that. Uh, so uh, IWGP US title match Mox champion taking on Yuji Nagata. That'll be fun. Can't yeah. wait for that. Yeah. Uh, Young Bucks versus SCU. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. That's happening tonight. Yeah. Uh-oh. Darby Allen versus Miro. And uh, Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Winter faces Kenny at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coronation of the pinnacle. And then Cody announces who he's going to face at Double or Nothing. <laughs> uh, it'll be a Jade Cargill interview. Oh dear. Uh, that, that's what they got on, on uh, AllEliteWrestling.com. That sounds like, that sounds like a, a story-packed show. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be. I guess it'll just be, it'll be interesting. Like, it's not a, a heavily hyped, you know, big event show. But, you know, my guess, they'll do better than 900. What do you think? Yeah, that seems fair. I think around 900, maybe a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, EV says uh, A A A and E, not A E W. A and E is owned by Disney, and are sh- and of course Disney owns ESPN. Are showing a load of WB focused programs, but ESPN said no more WB. What gives? So I was, I think it was Melser that said that ESPN had banned WB from their channels or something. Yeah, which I think a matter of weeks later they had some story about something wrestling related. So obviously that wasn't the case. Yeah, it was because they wanted to get. Uh, yeah, what was the deal with it? It was because uh, WWE announced a deal with. Uh, crap, what was it? It was like retaliatory because it was like a WWE announced a deal and then ESPN was like, "Oh yeah, no, we're not going to do that." Oh, it was the Peacock thing. Well, it was the Peacock. Deal. Peacock it was the Peacock thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then ESPN wanted. So to I mean, according to at least Wikipedia, A and E is just owned by A and E. Ne- oh, okay. Owners is fifty percent. Hearst and 50% Disney. Okay. Disney, the man. Just everybody's going to be Disney one day. Yep. So, I mean, if this, you know, the I believe it was Meltzer that broke that story that ESPN had banned WB. This wasn't, was, wasn't the case. This yeah. Wasn't the case. Yeah. Jay Singh, Vince McMahon, Visca Man wants two new NXT call ups to help revitalize Monday Night Raw. Triple H says, yeah, okay. But he wants two wrestlers from Raw in exchange. Which two NXT wrestlers should get called up? Which two Raw wrestlers should go back to developmental? So obviously no Kevin Owens here. Um, yeah. Wrestlers from Raw. If it's temporary, I'd like to see Randy Orton do a stint in NXT. Yeah. I think that'd be wild fun. He'd probably enjoy that. He'd probably enjoy that too. So I'm going to say Randy Orton, and I'm going to say... Uh, no, no, no. Boy, there's not any women that I'd want to see on Raw go back to NXT. Um, uh, yeah, I guess maybe, I hate to do this, but I'm going to say the New Day go to NXT. I think there's some fun tag team matchups there in NXT. Maybe even have them do a stint in UK to face Mustache Mountain. That'd be good. Um, I'd say John Morrison. He breaks up with the Miz. May they have a loser leaves Raw That's match. Good. Morrison goes to NXT. Just think of all the awesome That's matches. Great. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. That'd That's be super good. awesome. Um, and yeah, someone else. That's tough. That's tough. I'm trying to think of people from NXT to go to Raw. I'm gonna say, um. I'll say I'll say Nikki Cross as well. I don't know oh, what they have one. in store for her on Raw. Yeah. But I'd just much rather see her on television somewhere as opposed to not see her at all because she's really good. 
Oh, AJ Styles is a great answer. Yeah, if he were tag champion, he would probably be. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, easily one of the, one of my answers. Uh, from NXT, um, Adam Cole, especially mm-hmm. if it's just like a short term thing. Yeah. Set him yeah, up for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And LA Knight. Oh yeah, oh, I'm going to the big leagues. Not coming back. I feel like he uh, should be on SmackDown because his, <laughs> his his branding is SmackDown. Uh, let's see here, Julio Contreras. So with Kushida not being down right away for the first pin and being pointed out during the replay, will they bring up that Santos's shoulder wasn't all the way down for the last pin, or just ignore it because the angle has changed on the replay? I, I, I don't think they're going to – I'd be surprised if they bring it up. I think referee's decision's final. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Gareth, Stephen Larson get to name the next takeover – oh, sorry, the next NXT in your house. What do you got? Uh, in your house, on your lawn. <laughs> uh, clean up your shit. In your house, clean up your shit. In your house, separate your recyclables. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Hammond Serrano throughout the vignettes. We've never seen Ted DiBiase actually even low key mentoring Cameron Grimes, only throwing shade. Does Cameron Grimes outsmart the million dollar man in the end or go bankrupt trying to one up Ted? You know, I think they're, I think they're, I think they're going to be put together. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's some end game in the works because otherwise, there's really no, there's really kind of no point to it. Yeah, I'm sure there's. I'm it's NXT. I'm sure there's a. I mean, it, it has main roster feel to it, but it's NXT. I'm sure there's something <laughs> there's something going on. Uh, Rob Conway guy. Hey there, friendos. Wondering who your favorite deep cut wrestlers are that just about nobody else ever mentions. He says personally, I've always loved Tajiri and don't think he ever got enough love. Just kidding. Get the fuck out of here. It's Rob Conway. Thank you, Rob Conway guy. Thank you, Rob Conway guy. Oh, man. Oh, it's Ernest the Cat Miller. Oh, the good answer. He yeah. was wildly entertaining. It was great. Put on fun matches. Yeah. I'm going to say somebody that's never mentioned when it comes to like ECW guys, Shane Douglas. He was like one of the top ECW guys that nobody ever really talks about. I always loved his. He was, I loved, he was like, uh, he sort of, because I didn't really know about Bob Orton before him. Like when I started watching ACW, I was like, oh, wow, this dude's got a cast on his arm for a really long time. What a great gimmick. Thought he was cool. Little did you know. Thought Little he was you know. really cool. Cowboy Bob Orton did that for the longest time. And later Years. on, I realized that he was like Years. the least interesting thing about ECW. <laughs> <laughs> Certain people just speak to me, man. Guess so. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Oh, I guess I'm all caught up there. Uh, Moses opposes. Besides Adam Cole, who else does? I mean, we already kind of answered this. Who else does Bobby Fish have unfinished business with? You sort of mentioned it. The guys that injured him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would think so. Uh, King CTM after achieving individual success and finally interacting on main for the first time, how would you book a fatal foray between the undisputed era for the WB title? For which title? For the WWE titles. Oh, the so Raw they, they all get they all get called up. I wonder how long Roderick Strong is going to be out for him. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't really heard much of a follow up on on that whole story. Not really. Uh, how would you book it? I don't know, but Adam Cole would win clearly. Yeah, yeah, yes. He Adam Cole stacks the other three. <laughs> there you go. That's the new thing. It's the stack now. It's the stack. Yeah, it's kind of hard to have a dramatic, definitive win without stacking your opponents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Freedom came KME mentions a no diamond mine commercial this week. That's right. Oh, there was none of that. I didn't just miss it this week. There was no. I didn't. No promo for it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I should have. I should have put it in my notes. Another one of these diamond mine, and this time it looked like Di- Diamond Dallas Page might be. There. I'm just going to start kayfabing <laughs> and be like, "How did I miss this? It's going to be a whole story with matches and everything." Like, well, I would have swore I would have saw some on Twitter about that. Yeah. Case. I'm going to be like Diamond Mine member Petey Williams had a match against. Kona Reeves, and you're like, what? I missed that? What? Yeah, Maple dude. Leaf Muscle in NXT? 
<laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, what we got going on tonight? Oh, that's right. A-W is yeah. tonight. And then on Friendo Club TV, we've got Ask Steve and Larson. No wrestling questions allowed. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Tomorrow. Are we doing that today or tomorrow? Oh, that's tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Nice. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.